Welcome to another edition of Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Auld. On this week's podcast, a man who's played for, well, technically four Inverness sides, Clark, Inverness Thistle, Cali and Inverness Cali Thistle. It's a guy that I spent a lot of time with over the years as a as a commentary duo. I'm very pleased to say that Mike Noble joins us this week. Mike, how are you? I'm very well, Ian. Thanks very much. It's... Uh... It's lovely to hear your thoughts again. <laughs> and, and, uh, and likewise, um, as I said there, we um, we commentated for, um, I'm trying to think now, probably about three, four years um, when MFR had the commentary rights. Um, we obviously did Cali for a couple of years and it was, it was mainly yourself I was working alongside. And then when we did Ross County, I switched between Brian Irvin and yourself. Uh, but we did do some derbies. And then I think the last game we ever did as a, as a commentary team was the, the Scottish Cup final. Uh, we did that for, for the club, uh, broadcast that for the club. So that was um, quite a highlight. It was, it was. It was, uh, it was quite a serial sort of day, um, given the fact that I got the opportunity to go out on the park with the, the trophy and uh, before the game. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, having to give a, a few words to the, the crowd beforehand. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. I, I kind of... Kind of lost the, the once we scored and then the last bit because I think my mic sort of stopped working or, or it, it seemed to be that I won't pop it but um, I don't know it may, it may have been the, the scream um, it wasn't probably the first time that you've heard that little girl scream in the background <laughs> and you get that little bit excited it goes high pitched and never a never a great thing to hear but uh, yeah it was a it was a wonderful day and uh, great memories of it still. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, we uh, we reminisced about that clip a few months ago. We had James Vincent on to celebrate the, the five-year anniversary of, of Cali Thistle winning, and I've still got that clip somewhere of uh, my, myself, uh, you and I, actually, and, and Davy Balfour. Uh, we were commentating for the for the club media that day, and it was um, well, it was a, a tremendous moment, and, and one that I'm sure, uh, well, we'll never forget, and most of uh, well, everyone associated with Cali Thistle will. We'll, um, we'll not forget as well. Mike, we're going to look back over your playing career. As I said there, you've played for technically four uh, Inverness clubs um, and quite a career as well. You obviously were one of the first captains of Inverness, Cali Thistle. And it was, uh, it was funny you mentioned there, I was going to talk to you about that Scottish Cup final day because technically also you're the first Cali Thistle captain on the 30th of May 2015 to get your hands on the Scottish Cup. Graham Shinney did after you, but you got your hands on it first. Yes, absolutely. And uh, again, a great, great honour for me personally. Um, and and also, also for my family, um, given the fact that, you know, they could have obviously given it to, there's loads of people that you could have given it to. Mm-hmm. But for me to get it, uh, the honour of, of, of doing that was, was, obviously, was obviously great, but... Um, you know, it was it was a bit nerve wracking as well. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. and um, just, you just weren't sure of, of what you were supposed to do or what where you were supposed to go. And um, you know, I, I always remember that afterwards. It was like, how do I find this? How do I get to this? <laughs> because there was security everywhere. I was I was taken into the where the players had come out. Um, I'd, I'd obviously. Uh, Spoken to Willie Collum, um, obviously because of the the things we did with Tally Thistle for the referees and things. Yeah, you know I, I knew Willie, so 
we had a conversation before the game started as well and then it was afterwards when it, it sort of oh, went to the, the centre circle and everything else my mind just went how the hell do I get to Aldi and where the hell are they because I have no idea and <laughs> it, was, it was a bit surreal chasing around trying to find us but yeah it was, it was just a great great day yeah it certainly was that um, Mike you're Inverness born um, and as I said, yeah, you've got the distinction of playing for four uh, clubs in the, in the city. Um, you were involved in the, the street leagues uh, growing up, um, heavily involved in the, in the street leagues. Uh, we're talking off um, off mic there, you know, and you mentioned uh, guys like uh, Jackie Sutherland, who is uh, an absolute saint of a man and heavily involved in the, the Inverness street leagues, and a guy that's sadly no longer with us, John Beaton, as well. Um, that, that those street leagues um, that you're involved in, se- sorry, several teams in the street league you're involved in, eventually led to uh, a move to to Cali or Caledonian, as they were back then. Talk to us about your uh, your your involvement in the street leagues and then your move to Cali. Yeah, funnily enough, I, I started um, probably right about maybe eight or nine, and um, it was. For, for some of them, for a bit more, it was a bit of a strange uh, one. I actually ended up playing with, with Downey Colts, and there was a couple of local boys in Rigmore who were playing with them, um, Mark Thau and Graham Thau, and they they took us along. I was obviously, you know, that age, I was still quite wee, but I was, uh, it was one of those, didn't have any fear, um, so I just got touring about and just enjoyed playing. Um, so I played with them, and then uh, Martin Payne's dad, uh, Davey, he, he actually decided that he was going to put a team together um, from the sort of local uh, area, and they were the Crusaders, and I played with them, and and that was that was just a, a great experience as well. Davey was a, a, a great guy, um, he, he helped us out sort of, uh, tremendously throughout. Uh, when I was growing up, um, he had Eastern Carpets that was in Bridge Street, mm-hmm. and uh, he gave us a job in that, working with him on a Saturday, gave us, you know, paid us for doing it and all this, you know, obviously it's just a, a wee wage and things like that, but, you know, always sort of looking out for us, um, which, you know, at the time, the small communities that we were in, um, everyone sort of looked after everyone else as well, so... Um, that was great. Then, unfortunately, things transpired. Davy Davies decided to to uh, give it up, and halfway through the season, and myself and my cousin Colin, uh, Colin Mackay, he, throughout my early days, he, he always it was always the two of us that, that played together. So we both um, we both went to Crown Athletic um, and, and played up with the, the boys at Crown. Um, obviously, because we've got in Melbourne, there are a lot of the boys in that anyway. So mm-hmm. um, that was again, that was probably 76, 77, 78, like that. And while I was with them, I was fortunate enough to get the the player of the year um, in the in the street league, which obviously at that time was a, a great honour for me personally, obviously. And then the move to I'm sure that Cali came sniffing. Um, around with that, you know, play of the year in the, in the street league level, 
Um, it wasn't long before Cali took you in. Am I right in saying that you, you headed off on a tour to Canada with them to start with? Now, once you, you eventually signed for Cali, um, you don't, well, you, you play for them. You make one appearance. Um, as you said there, it was all of 30 seconds of an appearance, but still you make an appearance nonetheless. You mentioned there about the experience of being, in, of being involved at a club like Cali at the time. Know that that set you up uh, in terms of, you know, for your, your, um, your future career. What was that experience like being involved uh, in and around the, the setup at Cali back in the what we talking kind of late seventies, early eighties there? Yeah, well, it was it was the the sort of yeah early early eighties, mm-hmm. late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, um, um, the, the actual the, the boot boy at the time um, was was Ian Paulworth. Right. Okay. Um, so so Ian. I used to give Ian a hand. He was, he was a little bit younger than me, but um, you know he was he was the boot boy. So we did a lot of stuff um, going away with the teams and all that. Um, but yeah, obviously the the great thing with with Carly and, and, and one of the things that was a major attraction, not only that they they had a great team and they were extremely successful, was that they had this um, every couple of years that. They, put up, uh, they went to a tournament in Toronto, uh, the, the Robbie Tournament, um, which was an international tournament, and um, you, you kind of had to be with them for a couple of years to get the opportunity because you had to fundraise and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, um, obviously, I think you alluded to about going to Canada. That was that was the thing. It was three weeks out in Canada, and I'd never, I'd never flown before. I was, I was 17. I'd, I'd only been out of the country about a month before uh, with the BBs, went down to Milton Keynes for the National Five Aside uh, Championship okay. with uh, John and Jackie, um, and we ended up winning that. And then straight after that, you know, you know, you just first time out of Scotland, then the second time you're out of Scotland is flying to Canada, 
and that was quite surreal. Um, but again, one of the things that that kind of we were told at the time when we when we got when we got there, don't mess about with the security or anything else. Someone did it in a previous trip and got pulled away and got strip searched and all these sort of horror stories that we're giving you. So when I, I was first up to the window, obviously, because I was stupid enough to go first, and the guy's like, where are you from? And he was just wanting to know, I'm from Scotland. I gave him a full address. I was given, I was not, I was not sort of taking chances with anything. I was given him a full address. My John Avenue, Ray Mori State, I was telling him exactly where I was from. Um, and he just, he looked at me quite quizzically and, and just said, on you go. Um, I think he's got a fear of my eyes, but um, yeah, it was, it was a great, a great experience. Um, and certainly for the first time, peeking away, it, it was, just a, a totally different world, a different life yeah. compared to what we, we had back in Scotland. Yeah, well, that's certainly some experience. And, you you know, you must have, on that plane journey over, thinking to yourself, where on earth are we going? This is probably the longest journey that you'd ever been on. You must have thought you were going to the moon. Well, I don't know. I, I was... Uh, my, my family's... Uh, or my mum's side of the family's from Goldsby. So we used to take the long and winding road, you know, <laughs> in the 70s, up to, to Goldsby, and, and that seemed like it was an eternity. <laughs> um, and we used to um, we used to go down to Edinburgh in uh, my mother's old old Herald, and believe me, that was some sort of journey. And you know, a plane was luxury compared to, to that, um, and, and certainly. It was. It just seemed to be as long in my mother's old herald as, as it was in the plane. Let me tell you. Well, as someone who was in the, as someone who was up in Gosby last night, uh, let me tell you, the road hasn't improved, and when you get stuck behind a, a lorry, can literally take about twelve hours. Um, Mike, you, you talked uh, off Mike as well about your your kind of early experiences at, at Cali, um, and I want to talk to you about a a chance meeting with Rangers and uh, Jock Wallace as well. Now, again, you know, your memories of the, the game, you know, might not be quite there, but, but Jock Wallace is someone that uh, you had that encounter, well, or the club had an encounter with, and it certainly left a, a, an everlasting memory. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a Scottish club, obviously. Um, we'd, we'd gone down to, to Gala, and I think it was the second round, and... I was involved within the team uh, on playwise, and it was it was kind of between myself and Derek Dewar who was going to take on the sweeping role, and went with with Derek uh, for his experience because I was just a, a young boy at the time, um, and but I was involved with him throughout the, the run that they had, and uh, we went Sterling Albion and Drew, and then uh, we went to Sterling Albion and uh, the one two one. And I just—it's uh, one of those again. It's one of those memories. Just Billy Upper put the ball up, and he just smashed it straight, straight in uh, from about thirty odd yards. Just uh, did wonder strike. But to be fair, something that I saw Billy do many a time <laughs> after that as well. Um, and as we were coming back on the bus, the draw was made, um, and it turned out that they got Rangers. Um, and there was just there was I think there was about 
five and a half thousand at the game at Telford Street. Um, ended up how was six 0 albeit the uh, Cali started really well. Um, mm-hmm. But Gert had a, a couple of chances. Uh, didn't quite go away. Um, there was one that he had a header. I think it was Peter McCloy was in goal, and uh, Bobby Russell headed it off the line. Um, and yeah, I think Gally McCoy's got a couple goals. They had a good side, obviously, Rangers. Um, but it was Jock Wallace had just come back to Rangers um, earlier that season. Yep. And we were in the, the boardroom at, at the Telford Street, and um, Jock Wallace was, was kind of holding court. and uh, The committee had thought it would be nice to give him a little souvenir uh, of his trip, so they decided to give him an essay, um, <laughs> which they thought, yeah, that's, you know, great respect, it represents the, the Highlands and, and Inverness because it's Loch Ness and everything else. And he just took one look at it and he just went told the stains just that he, that he couldn't have it. And they were all aghast that, you know, the, the gift that they'd given them wasn't accepted and someone sort of, what, what seems to be the problem? He says, look at the colour of it. It's green. I'll never take that. And he just, he just said he didn't touch anything green. So, you know, I, it was it was one of those those uh, moments that I suppose unless unless you're from the Central Bell and yeah. um, didn't have a, a clear understanding of what he was kind of talking or alluding to was, you know, it was the the, the great the rivalry of Rangers and Celtic and. Um, just anything green just wouldn't touch his, touch his hand at all and he, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that you want to mess with either he's um, quite quite I think quite brutal or he was quite brutal um, but obviously very successful in his own right as well uh, you move on to uh, Clark a few years down the line uh, you signed for Clark in, in 1985 um, talk to us about your memories of, of your time with Clark because you're not there too long as well before you're you're um you're prized away uh, to Kingsmills. Yeah, it was uh, it was a strange. I was I was actually um I was playing I've been playing with with Dingwall Thistle and uh, in the North Reserve League and uh, again I, it just, it just comes to me again. Uh, it was the, the story of when I, 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 I joined them. Um, it was it was basically. Um, Tony Morrison, who, uh, who was a good friend, I, I met him on a Friday and he, I, he, I left Cali uh, uh, at that time and he, he said, what are you doing? He, he says, I'll oh, come and play with them with this. Oh, it's a good bunch of boys, you'll know a lot of them. A lot of them uh, played highly, uh, done well. Um, so I went along and we were playing Tame at uh, Tame and my, my great mate, my, my, my best mate, uh, Donny McDonald. He was playing for Tame, mm-hmm. and uh, John Bain, uh, young Vino, uh, he was playing for Tame as well. But they were both on the bench. I was on the bench, so we were kind of messing about at the side. Um, the game had gone on. We weren't really paying much attention to it. Um, so we were just kind of thinking what we're going to be doing later and stuff like that. And then um, Tame scored and went up one 0 and then. Robbie Lowe and Charlie Innes both got sent off for Dingle Thistle. So Dingle Thistle died at nine men, one nil down, and there was probably about 15, 20 minutes to go, and the, the manager calls over and says, all right, on you go. 
and I'm just thinking, oh, thanks very much, you know. Um, he says, just do what you can. So, just, again, it's it's all about the time and the place. Um, yep. It was, first touched the ball, got it out of my feet, just looked up, just thought, have a hit. And it, it just it screamed into the top, the top corner. And, and suddenly, everyone's sort of, Unbelievable! Oh, what a great start! Uh, brilliant, and we'll get a draw out of this. So that was great. I was thinking I was pretty confident then. I was quite happy with myself. Um, and then in the last couple of minutes, um, got the ball, drove into the box, and the boy came from from sort of way back. I could see him coming all the way. I kind of waited for him, and then just as he came in, I just knocked the ball. And he just cleaned his right out. And this is quite, you know, sort of edge of the box, uh, you know, near the byline. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it wasn't obviously going anywhere. But he just took his right out. And we got a penalty, one, two, one. And suddenly, that was me. I was off and running down the thistle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, great, great sort of times with them. Um, went on, played with Springfield then through the summer. Springfield had done really well in the welfare. Um, and... They had got to the semi-final of the, the Scottish Welfare Cup, um, which was for the whole of Scotland. It was a quite prestigious event and things. But I had actually gone to, and started training with Clark, and Charlie Kennedy had, had given me my debut for Clark. And albeit, I, I kind of remember it, that it was, it was pretty average sort of uh, time. I played another couple of games with Clark, and probably if I'd been a better team, and that's no disrespect to Clark, but they weren't doing that well at the time, um, it, I probably would have been dropped, it, it would have just been forgotten about. But Charlie stuck with us, and after a few games, I managed to get kind of up to speed because every time you, you step up a grade, it is better quality that you're playing yeah. with than again. Yeah. So it took us a little time to get better then. When it did, it kinda kinda headed off then and I really, really enjoyed the uh, time with Clark. We got to I think it was the, the North of Scotland Cup final state semi final uh, through at Lossie. Um, unfortunately we got Derek Wright sent off and he um, we we lost the game 3 0. But Charlie had got the team playing and, and unfortunately, you know, it's he's not he's not long past uh, Charlie. Yeah, that's um, right. He, he was a great, great guy. Um, obviously, a, a legend within Clark and within the Highland League as well. And he had actually signed the majority of the team um, at that time for the following season. And before the season started, or just at the the end of the season, it was. Um, he came in. We were in at, at the clock in the clock club. Um, I remember rightly. Um, and he came in, and we were all all the players were there. And he just says, "I'm really sorry to say that I'm, I've been sacked." Jeez. And it just came as a total, just total ball out of the blue. And he actually, what he, he said was, "says Well, I've signed all you guys, so here you go. Do what you want with them." Either you can hand them back or you can just rip them up. And that was the contract that we'd signed for Clark. So that's kind of just made us free agents. 
and um, I could think quite at, at, at the end well, once they sacked Charlie I think they were left with one player um, and it was Alan McQueen he was, he'd been signed for, for a, a sort of three years spell or whatever he was the only official player and they just let all these players go um, and included in that was obviously Alan Stevenson who was a Clark legend mm-hmm. and had spent his whole life at the Clark Park and he just thought you know it, it was it was shocking the way that it was done um, not only to Charlie but to, to some of the players I I didn't sort of take it personally at all because I'd only been in, in there for half a season yep. um, but for some of the, those guys who were experienced players um, had spent a lot of time there um, it came as a bit of a shock um, so yeah it was it was it was quite surreal and then obviously when that broke um, Brian Black came and uh, spoke to myself and, and John Bain uh, you know so we um, we decided that Brian had just he had just taken over at, uh, at Jags at that time um, and he just you know he sold the club to us it sounded as though they were going in the right direction I'd obviously been fortunate that um, I'd been up in 85 and I met Charlie Christie actually at the game uh, Inverness Thistle against Kilmarnock okay. and I just I'd watched them beat Kilmarnock 3-0 and Charlie told me um, that he'd just signed for, for Jags um, and that they had a lot of decent players, you know, they were on the up, um, but they just, they obviously needed a few others. And it was just strange that that was, you know, the following year, um, myself and, and Bino got the, the call to go up, and Alan Stevenson, albeit we didn't know at the time that he, he had, it wasn't until we actually met up for pre-season that Alan Stevenson had signed as well. Um, so just three guys who were, already signed for Clark got suddenly released because they sat Charlie and we got up the hill in in 86 and what a season uh, what a first season for Inverness Thistle because well, you win trophies that you, that season, and also you win your first title winners medal as well. You mentioned Charlie Christie was in that team, Alexa Davy Milroy, Jim Calder was there as well. It was a, a very good Inverness Thistle team that year. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, we had we probably um, you know we, we we had that mix of youth and experience, mm-hmm. um, the, and the. The actual, the great thing about it was that they just, they, they wanted to play football and that was Brian's ethos, was get the ball down and play and it actually, um, it turned out, albeit it was a shaky start, um, but you know, a lot of the players that played with that team actually, Cali Ball, not long after it, uh, Billy Skinner, um, mm-hmm. Mike Andrews, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they went to, to Tally. Charlie left uh, after the the win season. He went to Celtic, but then he ended up back at Cali as well. So a lot of the boys that we started off uh, in that Thistle team ended up in, in one way or another at uh, Cali, and then with Inverness Cali Thistle as well. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was a great great season and. and 
ourselves uh, and Cali, who were the two sort of main teams, and after we were supposed to play each other probably eight to ten games in, and it got cancelled, and it was unfortunate because in the league both teams had uh, were undefeated, and it was it would get then rescheduled for for later on in the year, and it was there was obviously a bit of disappointment because they were thinking well both teams you know would have lost the game by the time they play again but as it happened we were, when we did play again we were still both undefeated and just the crowd and the atmosphere at Kings and Bills that day was just unbelievable um, and it's, it's one of those memories that will live here forever yep. because um, the game started and Brian Blackbody says we need to throw down a marker we need to make sure that you know, we're sure that we're up for the game. And it just happened. I had a 50-50 with, with Roddy Davidson. And, and Roddy smashed his. And the two of us came together. And it, it was just an absolute carnage. <laughs> um, but we both, uh, as you did in those days, there was there was no rolling about or, or screaming or anything else. It was show no pain. Mm-hmm. So we both picked ourselves up and got off and, and got on with the game. But for about... Ten minutes after it, my leg was just absolutely throbbing. <laughs> I just I could hardly wait in it, and I was just like, "Show no pain, show no pain." And that uh-huh. was that was one of the ethos that, that you know you learned as you were coming through from from the years before was um, you never give your opponent the satisfaction of knowing that they've hurt you. So just get on with the game, just pretend it, and then pretend that something else has happened somewhere 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 down the line, and then go off, but. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was one of those those great days, um, and it just happened that it was it was one one going into the last maybe I think it was the last five ten minutes, and Charlie picked it up and drove forward and knocked it into the corner, and the place obviously just went berserk, and Charlie went tearing round to to celebrate, and promptly got cramp and <laughs> fell down the heap but it was everyone was on top of them then but it was just it was, you know winning that game kind of set us up then for the rest of the season and um, we went carried on right away through the season um, until the very last game um, at Pierhead and Pierhead for Inverness Thistle is one of those bulky places okay. that we hated to go we were actually due to go there through the season and it got cancelled because of snow Ironically, in Inverness, it was absolutely the sun was split in the sky. It was just an absolutely beautiful day in Inverness. Pure head, it was snowing, and the game was cancelled. And it was um, that, that wasn't rescheduled until the end of the season. And we went down there, and and we sort of we held it on for for the majority of the game. But I'm not sure. I just I think it's like everything else. Once once you win something, then and we, we won it with quite a few games to go. It was hard to keep the momentum going. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was just one step too far. And Peter Head ended up beating us. And I think that was, that was probably one of the, the, the biggest disappointing things that could ever have happened. If it happened earlier in the season, it wouldn't have been thought of at all. Mm-hmm. The fact that the last game of the season, you've gone through undefeated up until that point. And then to lose it in the last game, um, I think Cali had done it previously uh, in the 
and it just showed it was how difficult it was. And then recently, I think Brora have done it, but when you look at the, the time difference between those things happening, it's, it's not something that comes along uh, very often. And and we were just so close, but again, it's so close but so far. You mentioned, um, as we as we mentioned there, you, you won trophies that season. A, a highlight for yourself, obviously winning those trophies, but also you captained the side in the absence of Davy Milroy for the, the qualifying cup as well. So, you know, nice to skipper the side and, and get your hands on a trophy at the end of that game. Yes, uh, it was. It was kind of. Um, it was over. The first year we won the league. The second year we won the the Inverness Cup, uh, the League Cup and the North of Scotland Cup and the only one that was kind of missing was the qualifying cup and it was, it was actually the season after that that we won the qualifying and it's, it's a bit of a, a sad story for Davy Mulroy, great story for me because um, Davy, as you know, just a, an absolute high league legend mm-hmm. and, and obviously a legend at, at, at Jags, um, you know, one club that he played with and just, just a tremendous player, a tremendous guy, and um, we played the the previous week, and he got a knock, and it's not like Davy to get a knock. To be fair, um, just the number of games that he played is is unbelievable, um, and for someone who never, actually never ever went out for a warm up um, <laughs> before the game, you know, he was my my hero because I just wanted to be David Morrow. He just never go out for a warm up. But um, that was Davy's thing. He never went for a warm up. He just played, and he just he was he was sensational. And um, he played and got injured. And he, you know, everyone's sort of thinking, "Oh, it's strange that Davy's you know still hobbling and, and not really doing sort of too much." So we went on the Monday night to training, and the. The old adage, you know, stamping it, you know, you'll, you'll be fine, just get on with it. And then that was the Monday night, and then we just got too much for him, and he went to the hospital. And then when he came to training on the Wednesday, he was in full class plaster. He'd broken his ankle, and he'd, he'd suffered along with it. He'd tried to, he'd tried to finish the game, then he tried to, to train on the Monday night, and we had him stamping on it and running on it and <laughs> telling the, the man up and and the poor guy's got a broken, broken <laughs> leg and you're just like, you know, you couldn't believe it. And um, the Friday before the, the cup final, um, Brian Black phoned me and, and just said, look, you know, I'm going to make you captain. Uh, and Jesus, could you not have done that tomorrow? Because I won't be able to sleep tonight, thinking, <laughs> you know. But um, we played, we played Cali, um, you know. And it was there was a great rivalry throughout the years with with, with Cali and yep. the Jags, and um, we ended up playing them. And because it was was Cali and, and Thistle, usually you go to a new ground. Um, I think Clark were having problems at the time, so Clark Park was off limit. So they just decided to toss a coin. And whoever won that, that would be there, they would play at home. So we played the, the game at Kings Mills, um, and we're winning the one nil. Um, I think no, it was it was one one, um, and then um, the second half they 
absolutely barred us. Uh, just it was bounced through walls. We were just trying to defend everything. We were really, really struggling. Um, John Doherty um, actually saved us because um, I think it was Big Hertie um, who had um, bailed in and scored. But Joan Dock had actually, just the previous attack had been, uh, attacked the ball, ended up in the net. And when Hertie scored, he was coming out of the net at the time and the ball was past him. And the, obviously the rules at the time, the linesman put the flag up and said that John Dockery was offside. Um, obviously now it was, it was still a stood, but it was, it was, ended up 1-1 and we kind of got off the hook a little bit by it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the following Saturday we played at Telford Street and I, I just remember Telford Street just being an absolute quagmire. Um, it'd been raining, it, it just a really wet uh, day but great crowd again, it was just the place was bouncing and we ended up winning 3-0 and um, just it, it's one of those things where you don't really sort of realise until you're handed it the qualifying cup was just an absolute beast of a trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say just a, a great big trophy, and um, unfortunately, and it's one of those things I, I need to start thinking about, or, or should have thought about at the time, was um, when your hair is just matted and we're mad, and <laughs> you're you're absolutely drenched. It's not a great look when you're holding up the trophy. Um, and I did the same when it was uh, Inverness Cali Thistle, when it was uh, the final day, we got the run around against Porfer. Yep. And we came back out to get a trophy then. And uh, my hair was all over the place, I was just sweats, still sort of. And, and I just thought, oh, geez, you should have done your hair, son. You know, I'm <laughs> thinking about these things. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a great honour for me um, to, to, to not only be able to lift the qualifying cap, but, but also just the fact that um, I'd been given. In Davy's absence, yep. the, the captains. So, um, yeah. So uh, it's it's one of those things when you you look at the other teams and, and that you, that I played with, and I actually, albeit it was one game and it was the last game of the season, I actually caught a captain Clark at the last game of the season. Okay. Um, and I went on and captain Cali. Um, as well, and then obviously in Renesca like this, so mm-hmm. I probably one of the, probably then, I can't think of anyone else who would, who would have captained the, the four in Bernays teams, and Clark was albeit just for the one game, but you know, I'll stand by that, um, and I remember it well, it was at Brora, so last game of the season, Clark against Brora, and Charlie made me captain, um, and um, that was, again, when you look back, those little things that probably didn't remember until we were talking about some things about players that have played for, for all four teams. And, and then it was like, well, I've, I've captained all four teams as well. So, you know, is, does that make me unique? I don't know. That's a good shout, that. I never thought about that. It was interesting when you said that about Davy Milroy because... Um, when you said on the Friday night you got the shout to be captain, I half imagined half imagined uh, when you said on the Friday night, I thought you might have said David Milroy made a miraculous recovery or, or, or wanted to play with um, with, the, with the plaster cast on. 
Now, your, your spell at Inverness, this comes to an end. Jim Leishman uh, moves you on. You go to Elgin City. Uh, and, and this is where we kind of get into the, the Cali and the Thistle stuff because John Doherty, you mentioned there, uh, playing for Cali, he's manager of Inverness Cali and he signed you. Uh, then you were a red. Now you're a blue. How was that initially received uh, amongst A, the players and B, the supporters uh, signing a, a, a former uh, Jag? To be fair, I, I don't think because of the number of players that Cali had got from Thistle, okay. it was, it was kind of, um, you know, that's where, that was their default uh, place to go to, is to sign players. Um, so when I when I signed, I'd actually gone to Elgin because obviously Leeson told me, but John Teasdale was was in charge, and I hadn't, I hadn't really met John. Um, I knew of him and played against him, and I didn't really know him that well. Um, and went through to Elgin, and some of the things, and it's always the way he always took preconceptions of players and and people and. And he was just—he was totally different. To, he was a confident guy, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Probably virgin and arrogance, but he knew what he was about. He knew what he what to do. And this is the this is the strange thing about it. I um, I got so he sold me back to Cali because John Dobbock had come in for us. Mm-hmm. But he sold me because he needed a centre half, and I was playing midfield at the time. Um, so he took the play, um, I can't remember the boy's name from Rossi, um, he took him um, with the money that he got from me from, from Cali and, and bought him from Rossi. Um, but I, I, I remember seeing him at one of the, the, the Cali Thistle games um, after I'd stopped playing, but I was still sort of rounding at the stadium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it was just like, God, who knew? Um, you know. He was he was sort of embarrassed that he he was looking and saying I don't think you'll make it as a centre half mate and there was there was me playing with with Cali Thistle at centre half so um, yeah it was a bit of a bit of a strange strange situation for him. <laughs> well, that's why you uh, you can look back and and, uh, and laugh now at uh, his prediction because you go on to play for Cali and obviously then Cali Thistle as you mentioned they're signing for. Uh, signing for Cali there was you know as you say there's probably there is a bit of movement between the clubs but, but things would heat up in the best possible uh, the best possible word to use there because as we as it transpired into the early 90s there was talk of the two clubs merging and, and taking their place in the senior setups as well as we all know Inverness Cali Thistle were born out of that merger between Inverness Thistle and Cali but you were at the thick of the action round about the time of the merger. Um, personally, you know, well, as you know, and a lot of people that listen to the podcast know, I'm I'm an incomer. Uh, I'm from Edinburgh. I've only been in Inverness 15 years, but from the outside looking in, there's always been a kind of fascination about the merger. What exactly was it like uh, during the, the merger? Because there was a lot of um, demonstrations off the field and on the field as well. What exactly was that like as a player playing for a club uh, like Cali um, with the merger in the background? Yeah, it was it was difficult. Um, 
and it, it was probably when when I joined Callahan again. Uh, it, sometimes it's it's about you know joining somewhere a because it's a good club, but also it was John Doherty, and um, he had he'd come up up the hill to, to play with Jazz um, before he went back to Cali as manager and myself and Billy Skinner used to, to sit in the heath mount with him and he would just regale us with stories <laughs> and just his football knowledge was second to none he, he just he was he was a great guy uh, to be about and you know I, I look back and, and remember him as as a 16 17 year old with Cali and and sort of looking out for for the younger boys and that and um, you know throughout the whole thing I thought yeah he's he's you know a really good guy so it was probably more for him that I went and was delighted to go than, than possibly Cali mm-hmm. but um, it was it, it, you know when when the merger and to be honest I, I, I sometimes feel sorry for the actual supporters that you know they were called rebels and and everything else and the the thing was that they weren't actually rebelling they wanted to stay as well they wanted to stay as they were mm-hmm. and it was it was kind of everyone else that was wanting to change mm-hmm. and that kind of gets lost in the whole thing but um i think possibly they went about it probably in the wrong way um it was probably uh, more if it went uh, diplomacy wise it might have been better but to be honest the headlines that that was coming out with you know we were at Rothis and um, they walked on at half time and I was sitting in the centre circle um, which obviously at Rothis there's never really too many police about at the time <laughs> but um, so they sat in there and then got taken away and then um, Jimmy Faulkner was was actually you know made to be the bad one, but he was he was just empty. He was just acting as, as he was told to do. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy was made out the, the bad one, and he was the, the sort of one that um, got most of the the stick, you know, for the merger. And it was kind of they seemed to sort of think that it was all down to Jimmy that this is this is happening. And that was not the case, and it was, Jimmy was just doing his he was you know told to do. Um, but they they actually I think there was maybe 12, 12 to fifteen of them to come on out of this, and he banned them for the next game. So he, they were banned from from going to watch Cali. And it was it was one of those where they actually hired a double decker bus mm-hmm. parked behind uh, what used to be the distillery end at Telford Street mm-hmm. and had a thick bus. You thought you could you could ban us, uh, Mr. Faulkner. Yeah, I've seen that photo. It's a brilliant image. Brilliant image. Yeah. Um, so it it kind of caused a lot of animosity, and as players try to keep out of it. Mm-hmm. But you're also wanting to, you know, have the opportunity to play at the highest level that you can. Mm-hmm. And certainly for for a lot of the guys, that opportunity was never going to come along. You know, as long as we were in Inverness. So the fact that there was this uh, chance, I think the majority of the players wanted to go for that. There was a few, and and don't get me wrong, there was there was ones who like Billy Skinner. 
was was definitely he was he was all for you know the, the guys he was, he grew up he was born bred he was Cali and and then I even though he he was really successful with Jags it was all about coming to the Cali and playing for Cali so there was a lot of things uh, going on in the town and uh, there were certain locations that you know certain pubs that you you, you know you wouldn't really want to go into yeah um, and there was there was just certain things where you know now you always you know <laughs> not that it probably would happen but you know there was there was kind of threats uh, when you were going about and you know things were happening and, and it just wasn't a, a great atmosphere and it, it kind of spoiled the the end you know of the season and obviously because of that um, the the Cali and Thistle thing it, it soured it slightly um, but obviously it was you look at it now and it's it should have been a no brainer but um, they still felt that they were right and they just you know they've probably missed out on on some great occasions um, with Inverness Cali Thistle. Uh, because they just wouldn't go or watch any anything else, um, but it was uh, it was quite toxic at times, mm-hmm. and um, it, it wasn't a, a great thing. And, and obviously, I remember um, Alan Smart. He was he'd come uh, from Perth. He, mm-hmm. he was with St Johnston, and he had just probably said what. Most other players were thinking that you know if it goes through, it'll be a great opportunity for the players to play at a higher level, and that made the papers, and that just made him public enemy number one. Yeah. Really great for us, the rest of the boys, because it took it all off us. Took the heat off you, yeah. He was a young guy, and that was really difficult um, to watch that and. Um, I always remember the, the the final we played um, at uh, Kings Mills against uh, Lossie, and it was one of those games that was shown on TV, and it was just it was just the worst game ever. Um, but Smarty was the one who actually scored the winning goal, and there were sections of the crowd that actually uh, booed the the Cali support that booed him because he's it was him who scored not the fact that he'd scored and the last trophy that, that we'd officially be Caledonians yep. um, they booed him and uh, it just it, it sort of it was it was a strange situation and uh, to just kind of be in but um, yeah it was uh, it was one of those that if it, if anyone else is in it then you know you, you kind of you would certainly feel sorry for, for you know, anybody that had to go through it. And um, probably there was some individuals who got the brunt of it more than others. Um, and for them, it was it was a nightmare um, and something that's, that should never really have happened. But unfortunately, it did. I was doing I was doing a bit of research on well there there is still uh, websites dedicated to to Cali and Thistle, uh, and something I want to speak to you about because it maybe it touches on what you were saying there about the kind of the toxic nature. Um, there was a a section on the the Cali website and it's it's a list of players that 
well, most recently played for, for Cali. Yourself was included in that, and there was a wee biog about yourself. And then it said underneath there, this might be wrong, uh, you know, obviously get your side of it. It says, split the, split the support with something he said at a game. I think it was involving lossy mouth. And it basically says, fuck off and support someone else. So I don't know if that was a, a direct quote from yourself that day, but it it, 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 it there, there was a sense there that, you know, there was almost a... <sighs> There was a merger going on between the, the two clubs and there was a lot of off-field shenanigans going on. But it, it seems like the players were often caught in the crossfire because from what you said there, you you obviously wanted to test yourself at a higher level, but also there's that sympathy towards the supporters as well. Yeah, to be fair, <laughs> that was actually before the merger. Right, okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I do uh, Obviously, I remember it really well, and and it, it was more they weren't attacking the players as such; they were attacking John Doherty. Right. Okay. Um, and and it, it just it, it riled me because I had so much respect for for Doc and the fact that he'd taken me to the club and everything else. But there was a and kind of the same the same sessions who did become you know the the anti merger uh, squad. Um, there had been a bit of ill feeling uh, between the supporters and that sort of that season anyway, and I was actually I was speaking to Billy Skinner before the game, and we were talking about some of the guys who'd been quite vocal and and what they were saying and things, and um, he was like, yeah, he's you know, and and what knew just about everyone um, from from that circle he grew up with with them all. Um, and he had said, "Yeah, he's he's actually that's a ring true you. He's actually a Hearts fan, and <laughs> he goes to a lot of the the Hearts games. But since this sort of thing has kicked off a bit, he's actually come back in, and he's he's kind of wanting to get you know he, he's wanting to get involved in the, the whole thing. Um, so I had obviously got this in my head. They'd come on the park after the game." Um, we think we just lost um, and wasn't obviously feeling very chipper at the time. Yeah. And this guy had, had been shitting things at the dock and it just happened that he was just right beside me at the time. And, and I actually meant to say to him, look, just sort off and, and go and support the team you normally do. Yeah. Um, but that's not how it came out. And, and I had... I keep saying that I, I didn't actually say that, but you know, to be honest, it's kind of something that probably it, it, it would have come out that, that way. Although I had been thinking, you know, sort of and, and support the team you normally do. Yep. Um, it probably hasn't come out that way, but that was that was what I was thinking. It didn't come out that way, and um, they did not let me forget it. Let me tell you, <laughs> we're still on that uh, still on that website, so it's um, it's obviously still in the. Still in the you know still in the minds of of certain uh, Cali fans, obviously the as we know the merger happened at Inverness or Caledonian Thistle was was born in ninety four because Inverness was added later. Where were you when you heard the news that the that the merger had gone ahead and and Cali Thistle had got the the place in the uh, in the in the in the third division as it was then? Where were you and and what was your reaction to that uh, that news? Um, I was just at work. Um, I think 
if I remember rightly, it was it was sort of uh, sort of lunchtime, sort of one o'clock kind of time, or or just early afternoon, and um, when it came through, and um, yeah, it was obviously everyone um, was was excited about the prospects of of given the chance and and I think the other thing was that when we found out that Ross County had got in as well yeah. it, it was like yeah brilliant because you're kind of not in it yourselves then mm-hmm. um, and you're, you're kind of looking and saying at least we've got you know a local derby that's going to uh, still maintain a lot of interest um, so that was that was that was a good thing Albeit once the league started and we started playing against County, that the, all those good sort of feelings sort of went suddenly southwards, and um, <laughs> there was there was just a spate that every time we played each other, um, there would be at least one sending off, if not more. Um, and it's it's actually one of the reasons that um, they actually got the Grade One officials to come up to, to referee those games um, because of not only the fact that there was that there was a lot of animosity between the teams and they were sending off and it was quite you know um, a difficult game but also because it was probably out with the, the sort of the, the top teams it, it was the biggest games that were were going on at the time you know we were playing against county and certainly at um at Telford Street, there was probably about maybe three thousand, you know, plus. And then when it got to the the, the new stadium, you know, you were talking about five thousand. Um, so it was it was kind of a big big thing, and um, it, it was probably one of the, the, the games in that league that that you looked uh, forward to the most, obviously because they're local derbies, but also because there was just you know great support there, and. It was always a better buzz when there was a lot of people um, compared to some of the, the empty uh, enclosures that we used to have. That first season that Cali are in the... Oh, sorry, Cali. I've made it. I've done it again. That Cali, uh, that first season that Cali Thistle are in the, the senior setup in the third division it is a massive season. 94, 95, uh, an incredible feeling. This new club, okay, they're still playing at, at Telford Street. You're handed the, the captain's armband, you're the captain, as we said at the very start, the first club captain. The uh, season is under uh, the, the guidance of Sergei Baltaccia as well. Uh, what are your memories of, of that initial season? Because as someone who's you know been a ro- around you know in the Highland League, um, playing for many clubs in the city, suddenly you're, you're going further afield uh, and you're testing yourselves up against some of the, you know, let's be honest, you know, kind of big, big, I say big names, but household names, if you like, in the in the in the Scottish senior setup. Yeah, the the, the initial season, um, I wasn't, I wasn't actually a captain. Um, uh, it was sort of Alan Hurchin and, and Mike Andrews. Right. And okay. It's kind of that that um, I sort of um, been given it. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great. Obviously, it, it was the the thing was with with Sergi, It was probably more suited to, to what Sergi wanted to, to do um, playing wise. 
um, than the Highland League was. Mm-hmm. Um, Surrey came in and with just you know a CV that you would ditch the eye for, um, and he was he was just the nicest guy that you would ever meet, mm-hmm. and because of the way you know he used to, to love speaking to him um, and. He would, he would tell us about you know his upbringing and and you know the fact that he was he was scouting at a very young age and basically he was taken away from his family and he just went and football was was all he kind of knew um, and because of that was the the Russian sort of philosophy at the, the time they just you know elite sports people were just earmarked straight away from an early age and because of that he he was actually um, he was kind of he was the most charming and you know warm person but when it came to the, the football he was he was kind of cold mm-hmm. and, okay. and what that I mean that he, if he wasn't playing someone they were just told you know you're not playing and that was the end of it because that's what he was brought up with it was just a case of you're not, you know, you're not playing, and just go, you know, just get on with. Mm-hmm. And he didn't kind of know any better. Um, and and obviously, and from professional to semi-professional um, with with Cali, it was a bit difficult for a, a lot of boys to take, um, and they couldn't quite understand why he was being that way. Um, but it was there was nothing personal. About it with Sergey, he was, he was obviously just the, the, the nicest, nicest guy, um, and had a lot, a lot of time for him. And um, during that, certainly that first, the, the first season in the league, um, because I was injured, um, I used to um, take he had he had his, the club car and a couple of players, um, a couple of players, um, Mike Andrews was one of them, and. I think it was Alec Young actually as well. They were working, so when we were going away, they would they were working, so they had to come afterwards. So when I was injured, I used to get Sergey's car, and I would wait for Alec and for for Chunky, and then I would take them in the car. We'd go to Perth, pick up Sergey, and then go to the games. And you know, obviously during those car journeys and things, you get to know a lot about mm-hmm. people because there's, yep. there's not an awful lot else to do apart from having the chats and things so in that respect it was, that was great because what we used to do is Sergey would then just take his car home with him after the game and we would just get the bus back but um, yeah it was the, the problem was that the euphoria part of, of the getting in the league was was there initially but then because we only had a small quite a small squad and as soon as you started picking up a few injuries it made it a lot harder mm-hmm. and to be honest there was there was we actually got to a stage where um when we, when we started off everything was everyone on the bus and you know everyone was going to games and 
and we were all stopping at Glen Arthur and it was the Arthur Palace and we were having our lunch and everything and you know everything was just unbelievable and then it, it kind of hit that sort of winter period and um, it got to a stage where we were struggling and I can't remember what we ended up in the, in the league that I'm probably sixth or yeah, yeah. Or, you know mid to, to bottom half mm-hmm. and it was it was a difficult time and it actually got to a stage where they actually says if you're not playing you're not travelling because we're having to pay for you for your you know your lunch and then your your you know supper coming home and stuff like that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the cost didn't up too much money and, and you were kinda a little bit wow this is this is kinda weird from all all bells and bells and whistles at the start to yep. suddenly not even being able to get on the bus and it, it kind of threw a few few guys and it, it sort of put a lot of, certainly a, quite a few off um, but it was it was a strange situation as well because um, and don't get me wrong I don't want to sound as if I'm a, an alcoholic or anything else <laughs> um, but the social side of it certainly from the Iron League was was probably half the reason that a lot of boys played because I could Iron League days and you would go to on a Saturday night you would go out in, in Inverness and you would go to the lights of the Tally Isle and the place would be absolutely stowed out the door and there would be maybe four or five different teams and guys from different teams mm-hmm. and, and everything else all packed into the Tari and the Tari is not the biggest place as you well know mm-hmm. but um, it was just it was a great atmosphere and you used to go into the social clubs afterwards have a few pints talk over the game with the, the, your opposition and it, it was everything well, as soon as the game was done that was it you go in you shake hands, you'd have a few pints, and, and then that would be, you know, uh, on to the next game. And I think that's kind of what we thought was going to happen in the Scottish League. And you would kind of get to know different people from, you know, different areas, and you'd have a, a few drinks with them, and, you know, you, you would then go on your way. And um, unfortunately, that was just, that's never, ever transpired. Um, a, because a lot of them didn't have a social club. And B, afterwards, the guys just got and, and left. Mm-hmm. They just did something that they weren't actually, that they were really sort of being a part of. And he kind of missed that. And it kind of then just left you with the guys in the bus. So we had to try and sort of generate something along that lines, you know, for the journeys that were happening and, and don't get me wrong that there were there was some long long journeys uh, involved and um, trying to get the the, the whole sort of um, not take it too far still sort of being a professional team but yeah. still obviously getting you know at the end of the day we were still part time mm-hmm. and you were giving up all week and then you were given up your whole Saturday to go away. And then, you know, sometimes they would turn around and say, right, there's no drink in the bus. And that <laughs> would cause, you know, a total revolt. Uh, <laughs> because, you, you know, 
yes, we were part of a, a you know a professional team and mm-hmm. everything else, but there still needs to be that little bit of release for for the guys mm-hmm. and something to, to kind of look, look forward to. And and it, you know we were only talking about a couple of years after the the game, you know. So it was it was difficult in that respect. And um, once they kind of understood that, and um, you know, the, the, a lot of the times, a lot of the didn't obviously realise. And um, again, when you, you look at it and it went full time, um, a lot of the committee couldn't understand why they were only training, you know, two or three times a week and things like that. They were expecting it to be nine to five, and you know, it's just. <laughs> Uh, just things that when you're not involved in that sort of situation, yeah. uh, it's difficult to comprehend. Um, so it was, it was a difficult, and it, it, it was kind of, it was a little bit of a dark period. And, and you know, I'm, I'm probably not making light of the fact that um, it was, there was probably times when it was a bit touch and go whether it would, you know, carry on and, and you know, succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I think that probably it changed a bit when when we did obviously get a bigger squad. Pele came in, mm-hmm. and and then suddenly, um, albeit I'm fair play to Pele, he he went with what he knew, and there was there was a lot of boys that came in that were still Highland based players. Yep. You know they all sort of played through the Highland League, and a lot of them had obviously gone on to the Scottish League and had good experience. But the majority, uh, apart from possibly Paul Sherry and um, um, uh, Trigger, mm-hmm. uh, Scott McLean, um, that team that won uh, the league, they were they'd all played Highland League, so they'd all been a part of the Highland League, and it was one of the things early doors that um, one of the managers, and I can't remember exactly which one it was, but. He had quoted that a team of Highland-based players would never win anything in the in the Scottish League, um, and that was that was one of the things always going forward that you know we we sort of clung to. Obviously, as success thing came on um, and it went full time, and uh, a lot of the guys, especially myself, didn't didn't go full time. Um, it it kind of changed so. Kind of think for myself, we probably had the best time of it because the expectation wasn't as high mm-hmm. as as it was when they suddenly went, you know, full time, and it was their living, and we had it when it was it was still it was part time. It was it was kind of in, in essence it was beer money that we were playing for. Obviously, <laughs> uh, didn't get an awful lot of it given the time scales that we were. Um, but yeah, it was it was a, a different time, and obviously the club changed when it went full time as well. Yeah, you mentioned Pelly there. Pelly comes in the summer of '95. Um, you kind of well to bring it up to the uh, 1997-96-97 season. If I can get my words out. You win the the Scottish third division. Um, that's your is that your, that's your last season at the club? Is that right? It's my well no because I, I I I actually I signed a two year contract um, after we won the league. Right. Okay. Um, 
and I played in probably maybe I'd been involved in maybe four or five games um, with the, the second second division. Mm-hmm. Um, but as as the season was progressing, I was still part time. These guys were full time, and Aye. it was the the golf was beginning to to grow ever more steadily, um, and I don't regret not going full time. I was offered a, a full time contract, um, but opted to take the the two years um, part time, and to be fair, I I, I go. Well paid for for going part time, mm-hmm. um, and it was probably one of the reasons that I did stay was um, because it was it was still it was it was a good club to be around. Um, John Dock had, had taken on, and, and I was training with the the young boys in the, the second eleven. Okay, and um, it was it was kind of left. Uh, he took Kevin Sweeney and. So with myself, uh, obviously John Dock, Kevin mm-hmm. Sweeney, and myself, and majority of the time I would go and play with the second team, and um, we would we would have maybe a, a spattering of um, first team players. Um, Barry Robson used to come along, and the same team were playing with North Reserve, and Barry Walton, Barry Robson was head and shoulders above every player in the whole league. And he used to go, and some of the games you would win 10, 10 0 against good, good solid teams. Mm-hmm. But Barry Robson was just unbelievable. And you're looking and saying, I can't understand why he's not getting a run with the first team. And, and Barry was one of those that he kind of needed to go away to come back. He yeah. went away to Forfar, out Forfar, came back, and when he came back, he was just—he was a totally different person and a totally different player. And you know, some of the games that I watched him, he was just—he was unplayable. And it was no surprise that he, he went on to tire things. Um, but it, it just shows that you know things don't always happen straight away for people. No, no, you have to work at it. You can have, yeah. you can have as, as much talent as as anyone, but. If, if you haven't got the attitude right as well, then it can it can make it difficult. And I think Barry was one of those guys. And um, but when he when he's when it switched, then what a difference in a player! It was just it was night and day. Albeit when when he was with the the, the second eleven, he was unbelievable. And we we used to just leave him. He used to just he, there'd be guys trying to kick him and. Take him down and he 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 not making them and take and you just like wow well, it's just uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, so I actually I enjoyed the fact that um, a lot of the time it was just it was the young boys and when I'm talking about young boys I'm talking about Andrew Allen and and Grant Monroe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Davey Hines, Davey Craig, boys mm-hmm. who actually went on, Jordan McDonald, boys who went on and, and played in the first team. Yep. Um, and that was that was a great thing for me was obviously giving these guys a little bit of experience of what I've been through and trying to pass on a, a bit of knowledge to them. But you know what? 
it was it was always difficult and the younger you are you, you think you're invincible you think you know tomorrow's another day it's that's they look for today and that's yeah, it yeah um, and but they were a great bunch of boys and we actually <laughs> we were really successful um because of the team that we we kind of had uh, all those young players and um, they won the North North Cali League and they won about two or three different trophies and that as well and you know, it was it was a really good haul for for them as youngsters um, so it was for me it was great I was still I'm still at the club mm-hmm. um, when it came to, to sort of cup games and race cup games and things like that um, they still wheel us out and you know <laughs> get game down again and um, it was uh, it was just it was good to be a part of and and still being there. Um, obviously, it was it was difficult when you're not playing to, to actually you know to, to celebrate because you're, you're kind of on the outside of it all. Yeah. But um, it was it was still it was it was great to be involved with the, the young boys and, and obviously John Dock. And that's that's kind of what kept me there um, for the period and kept me going. Oh yeah, I ended up probably the bus driver. You know, I drove the minibus <laughs> all over. So that was that was kind of my my job as well. But um, yeah, they were a good bunch of boys, and uh, it was it was a good grinding for them as well. And it, it, it went really well. So um, yeah, at uh, two years after. Cali Thistle had gone full time and and then I think it was I think it was ninety nine that um I'd left the uh, contract was up and I'd, I'd gone to to then to Forest um, where Fraser Kellis. Now I'm gonna take you back to that ninety six, ninety seven season because as you mentioned there, well Pelly came in and the club just went on that terrific rise and as we all know what happened in the subsequent years but I think that 96-97 season is, is is very important and that's probably where we'll end uh, the podcast because Steve Patterson talked about um, Dougie McGilvery's plans and ambitions when he was on the podcast and, and talked about how he wanted the club to get to the certain milestones. So that 96-97 season was, as I say, quite an important one. It ends with yourself... Um, Picking up the third division title that day at the Caledonian Stadium. Of course, the club had then moved from from Telford Street. Uh, talk to us about your your memories of that season because that was the club's first trophy, and you were the first man to lift a trophy for the club. Yeah, it was it was one of those um, seasons when um, we'd obviously done well with the, the Scottish Cup um, the the previous year, mm-hmm. and that kind of we'd done well the year before up until that point and that kind of took our distraction away so the 86-87 it was it was all about just going and um, pushing to, to win the, the title and that was that was clear for, for everybody everybody knew this was probably you know our best opportunity to to win it and it was right from the very start and um, we just went on a great, great run, um, but it was it was kind of strange as well because we were un, undefeated in the league 
and we were at Caden Beath, I believe, and we were we were actually getting beat. I think we were getting beat three one at Caden Beath, and turned it around. And Barry Wilson being Barry Wilson, you know, dying minutes in the game. Um, it was probably about the ninety fifth minute or something. We managed to get it back to three all. Barry Wilson dives through and just waits for the guy and goes down. Penalty. We win four three. Um, so it was great. It was obviously elation at winning winning the game, but knew that Pelly wasn't happy and and I got the I kind of got the brunt of it um, because the next game was away to Forfar and it just got me, just got me all together. I actually I remember it well. I actually went with Danny McDonald uh, up to the with the, the second team up the Ballon Tour, and I actually um, I played at Ballon Tour that day, and the team went to Forfar, and I think with Paul Cherry actually he, he played centre half, and he had a bit of him there, and obviously fortunate for me that he, that he did. They lost the game two 0 and then I came back in the following week, um, and um, and then sort of kept my my place till the end of the season. Um, but it was it was one of those that because we'd done so well, I was kind of the only one who had been left out of the time we did we did lose. So it came in the paper, sort of coming up to Christmas time, that somebody obviously had looked at it and says, oh, well, he, he's actually undefeated. He's not been in a <laughs> loss this season. And then that suddenly just piled on all this different pressure <laughs> about being undefeated. And, and to be fair, it lasted, it lasted a fair old, old time, uh-huh. be it that Thorford were just, you know, they were our, our nemesis yep. that season. Um, and, you know, subsequent times again, again, it was, uh, Forfa was always a difficult place, and, and obviously the, the fact that they beat us 4-0 at the last game of the season, and mm-hmm. um, sort of pulled that out, but, um, yeah, it was, it was great, because we'd started off the season at Telford Street, and then we had, um, got the, the chance to play at the stadium, and it was kind of night and day, Telford Street was, was bumpy and you know it was it was a really hard pitch and uh, there was a lot of bare uh, patches on it and then you went to the, the new stadium and I, I remember it well that um, myself and Charlie Christy uh, Russell Bennett I think Donnie McDonald because we were kind of the, the local yep. guys we went to the the official putting the first spade in the ground. Oh, I think um, there's a there's a picture of that in the boardroom, I think. it. I'm, I've it, seen yeah. that picture. It was, it's in the boardroom, yeah. And we went to that, and it, when, you, when you look at the surroundings at that time, and then you see what they actually produced, mm-hmm. um, it was just, it was unbelievable. And it was just an absolutely brilliant surface to play on. Um, and that was probably one of the reasons that sort of propelled it forward as well because Pelly's teams were renowned for playing football, getting the ball down and playing good football and the surface just made it just perfect 
for that and um, obviously you still needed good players and um, you had Ian Stewart who was just scoring goals mm-hmm. just for fun mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm, you know he's one of those players that he would chip the keeper even if the keeper was on his line and he'd still get away with it he was just he was just unbelievable um, and it's probably it's probably the one regret from from the whole time with Cali uh, Thistle and Inverness Cali Thistle and everything else is that Ian Stewart was he was our golden goose you know don't get me wrong he, he actually got us so many bonuses that you know we owed him you know plenty and he was when he was down to win the, the, the player of the year the PFA player of the year and it was down in Glasgow um, that year and it was only his mates from Lossie that went down no one from Cali Inverness Cali Thistle actually went down yeah. and and that was one of the things that even now I still look back at it and I, you know I, I have the excuse that I was getting married I couldn't have, you know I couldn't afford it was, you know blah 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 mm-hmm. as a team we should have all went and been there for him you know to celebrate his success mm-hmm. um, because his success brought us the success mm-hmm. um, and and that's still it, it's probably it's the, the, the only regret that, that I've got of the whole the whole time was was just not being there to, to celebrate that with him and and it, you know it was a momentous thing for, for someone from from Inverness mm-hmm. You know, a team from Inverness yep. to be named the best player. You know, I never got even close to it. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was that was probably the the one thing sort of looking back at it. But um, still, uh, you know, I remember the when we had won it, and and obviously picking up the trophy and everything else. We, it was one of those days where you you, you know up to that point you won't forget because. It was a, a horrible day against yeah. Morford on his the, the on party, his the party poopers as they as they played the role that day. Yeah, it was, it, but um, it was it was strange as well because County and Forfar were actually I think they ended up level on points, mm-hmm. um, and Forfar went, went on goal difference, and quite a few of the County. The people that I've spoken to afterwards, you know, had accused us of, of lying down for forfeit, and and that was no way was that correct. <laughs> um, and and I just sort of, you know, my my argument with any of the county ones was that, you know, we played them four times, and they didn't take a point off us. If if they had taken a point of us in any of those other games. They would have went up in second place, but they never. So you know you can't you can't look at any other team for not you know doing something for you or anything else because over a season it's down to the own your own personal team to to, to amass enough points against all the teams. Um, so kind of I always sort of look at that and think it would have been better for for everyone if they had gone up because. As I say, the crowds against County at the time were, were some of the best in Scotland out, out with the top flight. 
and it was just it was a it was a great atmosphere and great thing to play in. Um, so it was um, it was one of those, but yeah, it was great because I think it was I think it was Montrose that we. Um, I think if it was it was Albion Rovers, I think um, that Albion Rovers. That again, it's always that you know. I think mm-hmm. who it was because we had played previous and a draw was enough to 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 give us promotion. I think it was Albion Rovers. And then we went, and then we went forward, and I think it was Montrose would be. Um, to guarantee that we'd won the league, um, and then it was it was kind of difficult after that as well because, um, as I said to you previously, once you win the league, then there's kind of not a massive thing to, to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, all we kind of had was the win bonuses, and and you know they were great as well, but. Um, it, it, wasn't the sort of motivating, motivating factor in it, so it was it was kind of difficult, and um, it, it was kind of understandable. Our, our form kind of slipped off after that, is we, we lost to a couple of a couple of teams that you know we had beaten comprehensively previous to that, and I think it was probably down to the fact that we had won the league and that that happened, but. Um, yeah, it was it was a great season, and and I, I look back and and after we were presented with it, the the next I think it was the next day actually on the Sunday, we went up to Ian Fraser's, um, who was the he was on the uh, he was one of the directors, mm-hmm. um, and we had a barbecue in the in the garden. Uh, his back garden mm-hmm. and he used to be the provost and, and so he's sleeping at his house and he's got the, the, the fancy things for being a provost ah the chains right and, yeah so and that was that was the, the day that they announced that Richard Hastings was going to be the first he was the first full time player um, at the at the club okay and I, I think they actually did that because because Richard had been just superb, and you know he was he was still a young guy. He probably could have gone, you know, to anywhere really, mm-hmm. um, and he just wanted to get in really early with the still on that high and everything else, and and kind of you know sort of give him that thing to say, look, sign here, you're the first player, and and give him that sort of honour and. Uh, just so that he, he obviously stayed. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was quite surreal. Um, it was it was difficult um, for for those who you know. I was I was still there, but the likes of Big Hertie and and boys like that, and boys who had, had been there, you know, from the start. Um, it, it was kind of the end of the road for them and. Um, you knew that that was the last, the last time that this group would be together, mm-hmm. and you, you kind of you could see that things were starting to change, you know, both on the field and off the field. So 
um, it was obviously it was the best thing that happened to the club. Unfortunately for them, their predictions didn't quite work out because they were looking at the average um, supporters coming through the gates, and they thought that if if we'd gone up a division, it means that more people would come to watch. As it turned out, that wasn't the case, and it probably it probably did that for most of the times we were there. They had the core support, um, which was probably about fifteen hundred, and then it was just other people who'd come along, and um, certainly for bigger games and things like that. But um, and so you, you've got to look at that those initial supporters, and I just applaud them for. It was bad enough actually playing, having to go travel down in the bus and everything else, but these guys were, were actually paying for the privilege of doing that. And it must have drained their bank accounts <laughs> incrementally over the, the seasons. But every single year you see them coming back and and still back in the club. And that's, that's great for them. So... You know, when you look at the 25 years, I'm sure that some of them have been there for the, the 25 years as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it's, it's strange as well because my daughter is actually, um, she's, she's gone into to nursing. And okay. She's at a hospital in, in Glasgow and one of the nurses there, they were just, they were talking and she's just on placement and they were just talking and saying, oh yeah, uh, and he mentioned that he was from Inverness and says, yeah, I'm originally from Inverness and my dad played. And, ah, we've got a photo of uh, your dad in our house. And and it was one of those surreal things. Myself and Charlie Christie had gone to the school in Wigmore for this. It was a teacher's um, birthday or there was some sort of event. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she followed Inverness and she got her photo taken with himself and Charlie and this guy, you know, 20, 20, 25 years, you know, however many years afterwards, um, had said, oh yeah, that's, that's picture still in our house. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one where one of the, the other, um, she went to a different placement and she was speaking to, to someone and she said, oh, I've got a photo of your dad, I was a mascot, and your dad was a captain. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, thanks very much. That just, that just shows you how old. Aye, no way to make you feel old, but aye. It's, um, it's, but those, those are the great kind of memories that, that you've got. And it, it's, like, it's like everything else. Um, you, you, can, you can never take away the first things that happened. So obviously we were there at the start, so that kind of gave us our place mm-hmm. in the history. And obviously for myself, being fortunate enough to be captain when we did win, the, that kind of puts me up there to say, well, you know, you were the first. And those are things that, you know, they can't take away from you. No, so you're absolutely right. It's always, it's always a, it's always a good, good thing to, to look back on, but... Yeah, to be honest, I, since you've, you've said to me about doing this, I have tried, and 
the years have just melted into one <laughs> and trying to get this sort of clear in your head to see what happened at whatever point and, and, and it is strange that when you do look back there, there is key things that you always remember <laughs> and, and that's that's a strange thing you know when we played hundreds of games but there's only probably two or three that, that stand out yeah. more than, than others yeah. and that remember because of specific things and, and obviously for specific people and and that, that's kind of it's strange how your memory you know chooses to keep some of them and and just disregards others absolutely well you've done a good job of of piecing it together tonight Mike I was just making a note there as well Carl Tramarco, Graham Shinney, Grant Monroe, Bobby Mann, I'm pretty sure, was the, the captain in the double winning season as well. And of course, yourself, uh, captains who've, who've lifted the trophy for Inverness, Cali Thistle. Mike, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to uh, catch up. Uh, we've not, well, I've not seen you for a, for a few years, and uh, well, it must have been at Cali Thistle, and I saw you last. Um, it must have been in the last five years, but it's been brilliant to. To catch up with you, but also look over your career as well. It was interesting, a couple of months ago, your, your son uh, tagged me on Facebook. Uh, I think I posted about a previous podcast and he was saying, oh, you didn't get my old man on. So we've we've done it. We've got we've got the we've got the old man on, Mike. And uh, as I say, brilliant catching up with you. Thank you for your time this evening and, uh, and all the best. Ollie, always a pleasure, my friend. And yeah, thanks very much for the opportunity and I'll need to speak to Danny about that because, um, you know, he's, he's just caused me to lose. I don't know how many brain cells or rats are <laughs> my brain just to remember back. But, um, no, always, always a pleasure, mate. And, and hopefully yourself and your family are, are doing well through this crazy time that we're, we're going through. And um, hopefully see you in the future. Yes, absolutely, Mike.